last week at church we sang the doxology as we took communion. And now you can play a worship song with a rousing build through the bridge to tug on your heartstrings, or you can sing an inspirational chorus that you just want to belt out loud. But I have always loved the simplicity and theological depth of the doxology. I gotta tell you, there's something about singing the same words that have been sung by Christians for 350 years that is really powerful. The doxology comes from the Greek words doxa, meaning praise or glory, and the word logos, meaning word or to speak. And so the doxology is the speaking or singing of glory to God. And in many churches over history, they would open their worship or they would close their worship with this doxology as a way to praise God for all the blessings that he has given. And so let me begin today with singing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above you, heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy the same way, Peter begins his letter with a note of praise and a reminder of the blessings of God. And really, this is just a beautiful synopsis of the gospel of Jesus Christ in one verse. It's 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So Peter begins by blessing the name of God, and then he spends five verses wrestling out this tension of simultaneous blessings and burdens that the Christ follower faces in the world. And this idea is kind of a spinoff of Peter's declaration that we are elect exiles, We have the blessing of being elect. We're chosen. God picked us simply because of his unconditional love for us. What a comfort and blessing. But while we are elect, we are also exiles. Being an exile is a burden. We're not home. We may not be fully comfortable here. People may be against us. There is a blessing and a burden in following Christ. It's difficult to follow Christ here on earth, but it is a tragedy not to. Why? Because of the blessings you will miss out on. And so in this opening doxology in verses 3 through 5, Peter praises God for 10 specific blessings that we have access to as the elect. And then in later episodes, we'll get to five burdens that we face in verses 6 and 7. Today, though, let's just look at the first four blessings that we just read in verse 3. Peter says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to. And so all the blessings that he has caused for us began with the very first primary blessing of his great mercy. All of God's goodness to us begins with mercy. 
Mercy is compassion from someone who is in a position to either do good or harm to you. Ephesians 2, 4 says God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Again, here we see the first domino of blessing is his great, rich, abundant mercy. And so, believer, every morning you wake up and take a breath, God showers your life and soul with not only mercy for the day ahead, but abundant mercy for all of life's journey as a Christ follower. Because of the blessing of his mercy, he has caused some other blessings. So our second blessing to be born again. God has put a new you in you. You are a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The old you that was bent towards sin and struggled through life in your flesh has been replaced with a heart bent toward God, led by the Holy Spirit, Of course, we still sin, but that is not our identity now. You know, many well-meaning believers along the years have used the phrase, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And that sounds good, but biblically, that's not the picture at all. If you've been born again through faith, you're no longer just a sinner. You are a saved saint of God who still sins. You see the monumental identity shift that happens there? Because of God's mercy and love for you, he has caused that transfer of ownership and power to happen in you. And so you are born again to what? A living hope, the third blessing. The Greek word for living here means to be alive and breathing, but it also has a specific emphasis on being real and authentic. So it's kind of saying your hope is not just alive, but thriving It's also an active participle, which means it's continually happening. Your hope is not something that was set in Christ when you were saved or when you were baptized or when you had a really great experience at camp or retreat or a worship service. It is an active, ongoing reality that you live in. Our hope is alive because the one we hope in is alive. We have been born again to a living hope through what? The fourth blessing. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's the linchpin. Think of other religions, main spiritual leaders or guides, Buddha, Muhammad, Krishna, Joseph Smith, and like every other major world religion on earth. Those who believe and follow their teachings have set their hope on a dead guy. And there's no way for them to know if their hope is real until they die and enter the afterlife. But Jesus, on the other hand, came back from the dead through his own power, proving he was God. He is who he said he is. Romans 8, 11 says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And so, we have a confident, thriving, living hope because our Savior is alive, and through Him, we can have life. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, you heavenly hosts. Praise the Father. Praise the Son. Praise the Holy Ghost. 
And next time, we'll continue the blessings of the gospel in verse 4, where we get to think about heaven for a few minutes. Until then, let's pray. God, we thank you for your rich and great mercy. All we have is from you and because of you. First and foremost, our salvation and living hope through the power of Christ's resurrection. And so we praise you for that work and for your sacrifice. And we ask that you give us strength to live in a manner worthy of the gospel today and every day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.